0: How to create a glitch monologues season 35 chapter 6 This is season 35 of how to create a glitch in the matrix monologues episode 6 In this episode we will be talking about the manner of linking created by the multiplicity of the spatial plates To start off generally speaking when we express higher meaning it is dialectical negating or affirmative to the narratives of our conversational partner That is to say The contextual meaning is merely a bridge through which we relate our responses to the impulses of others. This produces multiplicity, but, as explored in Season 35 Chapter 4, we can also reorient our expression to the concealment of internal narratives by changing the feedback loop from one which is external to one which is internal. When we exhibit concealment of internal narratives, Multiplicity becomes a mechanism of the linking of those internal narratives to the contextual, obfuscating our involvement with the other's internal impulses. Thus, through the reorientation of one's body language to one's internal narratives, the expression of multiplicity becomes reflective of our internal narratives, as opposed to the others. Let me give you an example. Suppose for a second that you are in a conversation with some other. Suppose that rather than being responsive to your internal narratives, her expression is internally oriented for the purposes of concealment. You are talking about some contextual meaning. Verbally she is expressing outwardly some opinion on world affairs. Her narrative is fundamentally one of projection, but the ultimate implication of her reasoning is that the state of the world is fundamentally bad. That is, the linking emotion between two internal narratives is associated with her disgust sensitivities. She projects those disgust sensitivities outwardly, linked to a narrative about the state of world politics. But at the same time, on the plate of the hands, she expresses some internally negated narrative which is contextual. So for example, let's say that she just used the washroom. Let's say that her hands express some narrative about her cleanliness in a negative way. Let's say that her voice links this expression of the hands, according to the common disgust sensitivities, with her expression regarding world affairs, which is outward, and the contextual meaning you both share. In other words, by linking her disgust regarding a personal cleanliness matter to her disgust for world affairs, she conceals the contextual meaning of her hand language with the verbally expressed conversation. Now, this reorientation of the expressed body language of the speaker represents a flipping of the narratives of the spatial plates. The higher narrative becomes the expressed verbal narrative, the concealed narrative becomes the expressed body language narrative, and both are reflective of internal states rather than your internal unconscious narratives. As explained, typically the dominant expresses through their hand language a response to your unconscious non consensual narratives which is dialectical. But when the individual reorients their attention to their internal narratives, they cease to form a dominant tonic bond with you. They supplant their externally oriented body language to language which is internally oriented for the purposes of concealment. Now, what can generate this type of reorientation? The answer is one's archetypal alignments as explained in episode 4 of season 35. The pressure created by a subordination to some tonic, created by an archetypal link, can alter the orientation of one's body language to some other tonic. In effect, the exact hierarchy of the spatial plates is context, archetypal alignment determined. Although most people in most situations would exhibit a hierarchy defined a precedent order of face to voice to posture to hands to spatial location, This is not always the case given their particular archetypal alignments. More importantly, whether the multiplicity of their body language is reflective of their response to your internal narratives, or concealment of their internal narratives, depends upon their particular archetypal hierarchy. Now, it is also fair to say that when the other's body language expresses an internal orientation, it grants the self an unintegrated tonic role. Which is to say, that one is still the tonic relative to that dominant expressing multiplicity, but it is an unintegrated tonic role, that is, one not preserved by archetype. In that case, one has free attention, that is, one's attention isn't conditioned to the expressive self consciousness of the dominant. This is associated with spatial non consensuality. In other words, an inward facing multiplicity generates spatial non consensuality in the tonic. Whereas, an outward-facing multiplicity generates archetypal consensuality. Likewise, to return to the outward-facing dominant, whose body language is expressive of a response to your internal narratives, your attention will be conditioned to their self-consciousness. Which is to say, that they will affirm in you the impulses that you affirm in yourself, through their action. In that case, the plate of the face will reflect that affirmation as being aesthetically pleasing to the tonic which is to say that the subjective perception of beauty is aesthetically associated with tonic dominant bonding which arises out of spatial non-consensuality. Likewise, its converse, namely, a subjective perception of ugliness is created when the other affirms impulses through their action which we negate in ourselves. To summarize, spatial non-consensuality, physical territoriality, generates internally facing multiplicity. Archetypal non-consensuality generates externally facing multiplicity. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.